Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back, member of the family. She's also a news and commentary writer over at The Daily Caller. You see her in Newsmax. It is the one, the only Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So I just had a few days off, and one of the first messages I get on Twitter is, enough of the days off. It's been 12 days since we've had Kay Smythe. Now, maybe I'm just a little bit egotistical. <laughs> Shouldn't the guy have missed me first? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Come I'm on. insanely flattered to hear that. I can't, you know, I, I, I think that's great. No, I think that's perfect. I'm so glad you're no, back. Where's I'm Kay? I'm sorry. Rude. Uh, so so uh, the people love you, Kay, and it's been a while since we've talked to you. Hopefully everything's going great. I wanted to start with, and I always like to pick your brain about what, what mum and dad are saying. Do you say mum and dad or mum and, and pa? What do you say? You say mum. Yeah, it's, it's mum and dad, okay. very much mum, mum, M-U-M. Um, and I hope that when I have my own kids, I'm also mum. But that's mom. just, you know, that's the Welsh thing. Yeah, mum. Um, or I, when she's really annoying me, I'm just like, Lizzie, which is her least <laughs> favorite. Her name's Elizabeth, so she I've hates actually, me calling her. I've actually heard you yell that at her over Skype once or twice <laughs> when they're visiting. Um, so you, you talk to mum and dad, and I wonder, is there anything on that side of the pond? to this whole Trump is getting arrested tomorrow thing. Is that a story there? It's got to be a story there. I think it's a story there, but it's it's interesting, Joe. This is this is something I've been thinking about a lot for some reason the last couple of days. I think really since the economy started to, you know, fall apart entirely, uh, which again, I've been saying on the Joe Pag show for the last what, 2 years, you have something been, yeah. like that. Right. Um, that we all knew this was going to happen. But anyway, uh, I think when it comes to the UK, as with the rest of the world, there seems to be this growing void in interest in the United States. And there's always been a little bit of a, like a pop culture wall up. You know, there's a lot of people who are incredibly successful out here who no one knows back in the UK and vice versa. In fact, there are a lot of A-list celebrities in the UK who live out in America because no one knows who they are and they can't live in the UK. They're so famous. But when it comes to Trump, obviously everyone knows who he is. And I think the arrest has obviously grabbed a few, or potential arrest has grabbed a few headlines. But the rest of the world right now is actually focused on a lot of other different stories that really have nothing to do with over here in the U.S. And when the news of the arrest broke, I literally said to myself, oh, I wonder what they're trying to distract us from now, because this doesn't seem like a story. And we've got a heck of a lot of big problems going on here that the rest of the world doesn't care about or know about. But this is going to be enough so that anything else that happens isn't really going to make headlines. And there were some I, things that came out in the Friday news. You know, yeah. I, mm, I don't know. Well, so I, want to, I want to jump in. I want, I want to jump in uh, real uh, very quickly. It's Case Smythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. At Case Smythe on all the social media. See her, or her writings on The Daily Caller. Go watch her on Newsmax. You said something that I hadn't heard in my lifetime. I've been around a while. There's a void of, of what? Desire to find out about what's happening in America in the U.K.? Kind of. It's just, it, it's not, like, British people and a lot of people in the rest of the world get fed a lot of news about the rest of the world yeah. that never really makes it out here. And a lot of the stuff that happens here in the States, no one knows about back in the UK. You know, when I moved to California and I was trying to explain to my parents what was going wrong in the state, 
they never heard of Gavin Newsom. They don't know who Kamala or didn't at the time know who Kamala Harris was. They don't know anything about George Soros or anything to do with sort of like woke DAs like George Gascon, who yes. are national figures here. They are key participants in our social decline and contributors to that. But the rest of the world is kind of annexing America and has been kind of slowly doing that for as long as I can remember, which is a huge concern when you look at the economy right now, Joe. Yes. Did you know that if the United States starts trading um, or stops or loses 25% of global oil trades, then our economy essentially gets relegated to something like Venezuela. And we are currently at 17%, and that has only happened in the last 90 days. So when it comes to Trump and when it comes to the rest of the world, it's kind of this weird mishmash of the rest of the world doesn't really care. And yeah. Trump's being used as, as a distraction tactic for, from something pretty much the rest of the world knows about. Well, I, but I, we're I, just being in the dark. I think that, that you nailed it. This is a distraction. But it's also, this is part of their plan to stop him from running in 24. If he said tomorrow, I'm not running in 24, this all goes away. That's all this is. There was no campaign finance issue with Stormy Daniels from 2006. That's not true. Um, Michael Cohen had this this attorney-client privilege that he's breaking because he's a, a rat and a slime ball. None of this is really anything. But you're right. It's a major distraction from what? From China buying land here? From the dollar being printed, trillions of new dollars being printed so that what we have, is it worth anything? It's a distraction because what? What is it that they're distracting from? Do you know? So here's the only thing, and this is purely just like social mathematics, right? This is me taking millions of variables and data points and kind of condensing it down into what the heck is the end goal here? Yeah, what is the goal? If you look at the sum of this. Here's what I think the end goal is. We forget the, the Clintons, the Bidens, and a heck of a lot of other big American families, I'm sure like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, stuff like that, you know, all those, all those big name families. And a lot of these uh, politicians and business leaders, they are part of the global elite. They don't need America as a nation and as an idea to survive in order to be wealthy as heck and to ensure that their families are wealthy as heck for generations to come. So when you look at the distraction tactic and the degree, the, the degree of chaos that's been created over the course of like, let's just say the last 30 years, like the millennial lifetime right. um, or sort of younger millennial lifetime, it's, it really just adds up to let's get rid of as many people as possible. Let's relegate as many people as possible down to the lowest of social structures, then let's use those people and tell them that we're in charge of them so that they keep producing the things that we need to stay wealthy. We could easily do a 180 flip and America could quite easily end up like financially on par with Venezuela, as I said earlier. But the way that that sort of like relegates us socially that's like people fighting in the streets over food scraps level right. and i don't think it's something that can be avoided 
if we don't change up leadership in this country. Is and it, I think that's a, why these distraction tactics, ha and it's a long game, remember? Yeah. It's not just like this well, is going to happen over, It's been happening over the course of lifetimes. Yes. No, no, it's, yeah. it's, uh, the progressive movement started back in the early 1900s, if not before then. It's Kay Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com. So here's the question, and maybe they're not mutually exclusive. Is it about keeping themselves rich and their families rich, or is it about power and control, or is it about both? I think one bleeds into the other, right? Like, yeah. I think you kind of nailed it there. Like, you have to have power and control to gain uh, extreme amounts of wealth. And um, that's the system that we see right now. People get into politics these days to get famous and wealthy. It used to be that famous and wealthy people were usually those who piggybacked off ideas from hundreds of years ago about uh technological developments and things that were helpful to us on a day-to-day -day level um it's just you know i hate to say it but i just wish that i wish that there was something that we could do but it really takes good people standing up and wanting to do the job of being a good politician and a good civic leader right and I just don't know any sensible people these days, um, other than those who are currently in it and kind of stuck in it, yeah. um, who, you know, I do know a lot of like real politicians who are good, but the entire system just needs a complete overhaul. And I don't know how we get there, Joe, other than with the vote or with revolution. And I don't like the idea of a violent revolution at all. I think that's the thing we have to avoid first and foremost. Without a doubt. Have you ever looked into Cloward and, P and Piven? Cloward and Piven. Have you looked into that? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Well, if you don't mind, look into it. Cloward and Piven, I think it's K-L-O-W-A-R-D. It could be C-L-O-W-A-R-D. Piven is P-I-V-E-N. These were two college professors, I believe in about 1965, 1966, put out a, an idea. And Cloward and Piven was basically an idea that would bankrupt our system the way it is and then force us into socialism to where the government controls everything, food, energy, work, how much money you have in your pocket, and so on. And I fit, and it was an idea that was just bonkers. It was, it was bat-ass nuts, right? So this is what I think we're seeing. I think that, that Obama specifically was a big fan of Cloward and Piven, and he tried to do that. He added like 48 million people in America onto entitlements that didn't need to be there, weren't there. He did Obamacare, obviously, that put mm -hmm. a bunch of people on, on state-run health care. So I think Cloward and Piven is coming, to, is coming to fruition. Do me a favor. Look into it. I know how analytical you are and how smart you are. I'd love to get your thoughts on that next time. Can we do that? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. That's what I'm going to spend the Cloward, evening That sounds great. Cloward and Piven. And I'll, I'll write you a text and I'll remind you what that is. It's Kay Smythe. Tell me about the body of this athlete that was found a year later. I didn't know that an athlete was missing. What happened here? Well, I didn't either. That's kind of the crazy thing, right? Like we talk about, oh, you know, Trump might potentially get arrested, but there are real people with real problems right. out there. So, um, yeah, this British rugby player, he was form former pro. He was a prop. Um, Bryn Hargreaves. He moved to the States, uh, I think it was about 10 years ago, and ended up actually working in the oil and gas industry. And he disappeared in January 2022, literally fell off the face of the earth. Wow. And, you know, I think when it comes to writing news stories, Joe, there are certain key details that a lot of editors will say, like, do and do not warrant the story to be told. Right. Right. Um, and in. Unfortunately, I think his case, 
you know, initially when someone disappears, you know, even you watch any FBI show, any police show that's like, okay, well, we've got to wait the first 48 hours and then we'll kind of go from there. Right. Joe, his family flew over from the UK to look for him. He wasn't in his apartment. All of his stuff was there. I think the door was even unlocked or open. It took seven weeks of them searching everywhere. No trace of him. And so he was eventually somehow we don't like the, these details aren't out yet. But about a year later or just yeah, just over a year later, um, we got the update today that his body was found. And I think another sort of key part of the story that people seem to be sweeping under the rug, I think, in a much bigger sense than even maybe just this story. But he disappeared during a time when he was not doing very well mentally and a lot of that was to do with the COVID-19 lockdowns. I was going to ask, did it have anything to do with COVID or vaccines or lockdowns or anything? You think there might be an angle there? I think absolutely there's an angle there. Like, I think you've got to look at, again, you've got to look at all of the different pieces of the puzzle, right, to put together a picture. And a key part of this is the fact that the lockdowns were inherently arbitrary. I don't think they saved any lives at all. It provided the government with an opportunity to get everyone fixated on their screens instead of going out and having conversations with one another about what was really going on in the world. And I think, you know, I can only speak to my own experience. Like I was kind of lucky during COVID. Like I had a lot of close friends who lived nearby uh, there in Los Angeles with me. And I'm also an only child and I love my time to myself. (laughs) Um, And so I had like I, you know, it wasn't a great year, but I, I had a pretty normal work year, I would say, like I've always worked remote, but most people didn't have that. Most people were taken away from the social support systems that they needed at a time when they needed them most. And I think that the long term, like history will remember the COVID-19 lockdowns globally as one of the greatest mistakes and tragedies of this time. I truly believe that. It wasn't a mistake. It was done on purpose. I think mistakes are not done on purpose. They did Mm. this on purpose. It it might be remembered as one of the biggest power grabs in the history of this of this, uh, of this planet. It's Case Smythe, CaseMythe.com. Follow her everywhere at Case Smythe. Read her stuff on the Daily Caller and see her on Newsmax. Let me circle back to, to money. I've got maybe two minutes, Kay. Um, and I know two minutes to you means seven, but it does. It means two, <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, let's go back to Michael Burry, who you brought up before on my show. He's a financial guru. What does he see? I want to circle back to finances because everybody's so up in arms about what the hell's going on right now. What does he see happening? Uh, what, are, what are we in the precipice of? So what I think Burry is seeing right now uh, is essentially a bottoming out of the market. And for those who don't know, Michael Burry accurately predicted, like literally got down almost to a T, the 2008 financial crash. Um, he's like, If anyone's seen The Big Short, Christian Bale plays him in the movie. I highly recommend everyone, everyone go and watch The Big Short because that is what's happening again right now. But as well as and instead of subprime mortgages, we're looking at useless tech startups that never turned a profit. And I think that, again, Burry, I've been covering him for over a year at this point, I think. And he has called like he's been calling this recession for a long time. He divested all uh, but one stock in his uh, in his portfolio. And the one stock he kept, which is kind of ominous was for a for-profit prison and mental health development company, essentially, which is a bit 
sus if you ask me yeah um so i'm like again what does he know or what does he see um so there's that and then basically all of last year before even like people you know like billionaire investor stanley druckenmiller like joked about using cyanide to avoid what was going to happen with the economy over the next 10 years but Burry's usually pretty on point so if people want to learn more just go check out my articles on the daily caller about it but yeah the bottom's about to fall out don't sell or buy a house soon and that's what people are wondering. Do I buy? Do I sell? Do I get precious metals? Do I think cash is okay? Uh, and then you see banks crumbling all over the place. Uh, yeah, you've got the FDIC up to $250,000, but some businesses have a lot more than that. Do they just lose the rest of it? I mean, people are in a very precarious position right now. They're not really sure what to do. You're saying uh, if you follow Michael Burry, you're probably going to get a better idea because this guy has been right a lot. Oh, absolutely. He's like always right. That's why I write about him. I, you know, he's a genius. And um, I definitely follow him. I Look, Joe, I can't give anyone financial advice, but I would say any money that you do have right now, spread it out a little bit, maybe yeah. like or, you know, invest in seeds um, and stuff that you can grow I've and use. At least time. that's what I'm doing. But no, I'm not like I, I would follow him. But the market is not what you think it is. It's uh, I'm out of time. But very quickly, TV. are you growing stuff outside right now? Uh, not yet, just because we've got a freeze warning for the next two weeks. Right. And I need to check the almanac to see when the right moon is going to be. Gotcha. So I got to sort right. that out. Keep yeah. me updated on that. It's K-Smith. Go to K-Smith.com. Follow her everywhere. K, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Joe. <laughs> We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks for stopping by. I do appreciate you. Make sure you stop by the website, JoePags.com. Click on the word watch. That'll take you to my Rumble channel. See all the interviews that we've done there. A lot of interviews. I actually posted my motivational opening that I did last week that a lot of people liked over on Rumble over the weekend. So again, JoePags.com. Click on watch. And uh, let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. What's happening, Polo? So did you see this crazy situation with Amanda Bynes? Something about walking around naked or something? Yeah, so I guess Sunday she was walking near downtown L.A. early Sunday morning without any clothes. And that uh, apparently she waved down a car telling the driver that she was coming down from a psychotic episode. And they called 911 and they, they placed her on a 5150 psych hold. I mean, she's had troubles for what, five years now? Maybe more? Right. And she just Why recently got off her of help? her conservatorship. So, uh. yeah. I got you. All right, Polo, appreciate that. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.